G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A missionary was once working in a remote African village with a certain tribe of people. He was translating the gospel according to John into the native tongue of that tribe. He had difficulty, however, in finding a word that conveyed the meaning of the word believe. As this word is used many times in John's gospel, and is crucial to the work of evangelism, this troubled him. One day a messenger arrived at the hut where the missionary was studying. He had come from a tribe many miles away to bring a message to the missionary and had been running through the whole journey. After giving the note to the missionary, he noticed a hammock strung between two trees. He went across and, being weary and hot, slumped into the hammock. As he did so, he breathed a word the missionary had never heard before. What did you say? He asked. The runner repeated that word. What does that word mean? Questioned the missionary. It means, he said, I am resting all my weight here. That was the word the missionary needed to translate the word believe. To have faith in a chair is to rest all your weight on it, confident that it will support you. The messenger trusted himself completely to the hammock. He placed his total confidence in it, committing his entire weight there. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ means to rest your eternal future upon Him, trusting Him completely to save you. The Bible says, He who believes on Him will by no means be put to shame. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Now, faith, it's a pretty major theme in the Bible, isn't it? I guess we could tackle this one from all sorts of different angles and uh, talk about lots of things. Yeah, well, actually, right there, you've raised a very important point about faith. It is a major theme in the Bible. But do you know how many times it's actually mentioned in the Old Testament? Lots. I've got a, eh? Lots? Lots? No, actually, not lots at all. In the entire Old Testament, which takes up about 80%, remember, of the Bible, faith is mentioned only 15 times. Wow. And even then, you know, it's not actually in the sense of faith, in the sense of having, you know, to believe in something or to believe in God. It's more mm-hmm. like keeping the faith or being faithful. And uh, so it's actually mentioned a very, very few times. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. And it's this, that faith, of course, always is in an object. And uh, you can't have faith in faith. You know, some people think you can, but you can't have faith in faith. Faith is, a, is in an object. Well, the prime object of our faith is Jesus Christ. Mm. But, of course, Jesus hadn't come into the world at that time. And so, um, you know, faith actually is not used many times in the Old Testament. Um, you know, we, we see in the Old Testament that the uh, saints offered their sacrifices because God told them to do that on anticipation of when Jesus, the true Lamb of God, was going to come into the world to take away their sins. So that was the best that they could do because the object of their faith had not yet actually come into the world. Mm, I guess I never really thought about it. Um, but, you know, that sounds logical. The object of our faith is Jesus Christ. It really makes sense. I, I suppose the Old Testament saints lived 
probably more by hope. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they did. Um, that's why their covenant was a covenant of promise. You know, we, the, the covenant that God made with Abraham was a covenant of promise. They looked forward to something that was to come in the future. It was, mm. a, it was a promise thing. But, of course, in the New Testament, there is a different scenario. Jesus has come, and we're looking back in faith upon what he's done. So there are 115 verses that tell us that when we believe, you know, the verb to believe in Jesus Christ, then we're saved. We have eternal life. We're justified. And in addition to that, there are 35 verses that tell us that a person is saved, justified, or becomes righteous by faith, the noun faith. Mm. So if you add those up, there's a total of at least 150 times in the New Testament as compared or contrasted with 15, 15 times yeah. in the Old Testament Ten times, yeah. that we, we read of uh, faith in the New Testament. So the good thing about it, though, Phil, is this, that in each of those verses, no other condition for salvation is added. In other words, nothing is mixed with or added to faith as a prerequisite for salvation. The gospel according to John, for example, which was written so that we might know how to receive eternal life, mentions 86 times that it is by faith alone. Of course, if there's something that we've got to do, in addition to having faith, then salvation is not really open to anyone and everyone. For example, what could the, what could the thief on the cross do? There was nothing he could do but believe in what Jesus did and, and what he said about himself. You know, mm. What can a person that's on their sickbed and, or, or dying in their final moments of time, what can they do? The only thing they can do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to rest all the weight of their life, their eternal future, upon what Jesus did at the cross. And there's that phrase that was in the opening story, to rest all your weight on something, like on that hammock or on a chair. Yeah. And it's like you said, you know, faith must have an object in your opening story. The object was the hammock. I rest my weight on that. We're resting our weight on Jesus Christ. But sometimes you hear people say that their faith will get them through. The question is, what have they got their faith in? You can't have faith in faith itself, can you? No, that's correct. Um, I mean, that you believe is not the issue with faith. It's what you believe. <laughs> yeah. What you believe is the issue. Now, is the object of your faith worthy of your trust? Will it fulfill your expectations? Um, the strength of your faith is determined by the strength of the object that that faith is in. It's interesting. I mean, you could, you could have faith in the hammock. Yeah. But if there's no strength in the hammock, if it's old and, and rickety, it's yeah, not going to you're hold you. can have second thoughts, aren't you? Yeah. Or let's put, it, let's put it another way. I'll give you another example of that. Let's say we're both going into hospital for operations. Now, Now you've been in previously and you've had a very bad experience. They, they botched up or did something like that. You're going to go in with less faith. You're going to go in with a, a certain amount of fear and kind of um, hesitancy. Yeah. Whereas if I've not had a bad experience in a hospital – I've got a high level of faith because uh, my faith object, um, you know, I've got no reason personally from my own experience to doubt it. Yeah. And so some faith objects are dependable and some are not. Um, of course, the greatest uh, faith object, if you like, that is worthy of our faith more than anything else is the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I, I don't know about you, Phil, but I love some of the old hymns and uh, we still sing them in our church anyway. And uh, one of those Great old favourites is uh, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground sinking is sand. sinking sand. That's a great one, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, some might say, though, that their faith is in the Bible. I mean, you talk about faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. What do you say to those people? 
Well, of course, um, you know, the cults have faith in the Bible. Um, so the Bible, of course, is God's word, but we must understand the Bible correctly. And, and the Bible is God's revelation of Jesus Christ. So it comes back to Jesus. See, the problem with saying that our faith is in the Bible is that we can know our Bibles and not know Christ through our Bibles. You know, some, some of the cults can tie us in knots in, in quoting scriptures and verses and so on. Mm. They know what it says, but not necessarily what it means. Now, there's a parallel to that in the days of Jesus. The best Bible scholars were the, the Pharisees. They knew what the Bible said. Uh, you know, they were separated under, that's what the word Pharisee means, one who is separated unto the law or unto God's word. Mm. They knew what it said, but they didn't know what it means. Jesus said to them, you search the scriptures, which they did, and in them you think you have life, but these are they which testify of me, and you haven't come to me that you might have life. So uh, their Bible knowledge didn't really do them any good. It didn't save them. Uh, uh, they were as far from God as, as you could be, you know. So um, others that knew the message of the Bible, that had a, a faith in the coming Messiah and then recognized Jesus when he came, their faith, of course, uh, was more, uh, what's the word, uh, did them more good than mm. the Pharisees' faith. I guess we could be guilty of the same thing today. You know, we could uh, go through all the motions of going to church and putting our faith in the routine even, yeah. but that's not going to do us any good. It's actually faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross is yeah. where it's at. In fact, I love that um, acrostic of faith. I'm sure you've heard of it, you know, forsaking all I trust him. Mm. That's a, that's a good way to kind yeah, of um, memorize or, or remember faith. It's, it's really all about Jesus. He is the prime object of our faith in the Scriptures. And so we forsake everything else and dependence upon anything else, including ourselves, and we trust in Him. You've been listening to Ken Legg and Set Free on the subject of faith, and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.